Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. It's better to be prepared prepared. for an opportunity opportunity. and not have one one. than to have an opportunity opportunity. and not be prepared. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. You're not paying attention. No, 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 no. Pay attention. Every adult in your family should have a current will. Who's going to take care of your children if something happens to you? Are you going to just let the courts decide their welfare? If you become ill, who's going to stand over your bed making decisions regarding your health care? If you pass away, who's going to handle your business? Visit www.howtogetawill.com to learn more. Handle your business now. None of this will be a worry for you tomorrow. Visit www.howtogetawill.com and handle your business. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black. All news. All you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. This is just a few questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Richard Reeves from the Brookings Institution. I had a whole, I had a whole big old, uh, Richard Reed, I had a whole big old introduction, but you just said, just say, uh, from the Brooklyn Institution, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but let me say this, though. I'm, let me do my script. John, John C. and Nancy okay. D., Whitehead Chair, Economic Studies Fellow, Director of Boys. I mean, I'm just, I think you're also uh, one of the quarterbacks for the Washington Commanders, right? That's right, but I don't put that on my resume because oh, okay. I just don't want to intimidate people. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah I'm intimidated because you know you go. It's just a great, um, uh, uh, great thing you do. Let's go right into it. You got a new book. Tell us about a bit about your new book of boys and men, why the modern male is struggling, why it matters, and what to do about it. Well, I tried to sort of capture in that subtitle, which you kindly just read out there. What, what the the motivation for the for the book, which is to try and get at the reasons behind some of the problems that boys and men are having. We, we know that they've fallen way behind in education. We know that there are big problems in the labor market, especially for working class men and for black boys and men, and generally for just people who are at the sharper end of some of the inequalities that we've seen. So we know that. The question is like why, let's understand why, and then to motivate people to care about that, to say, look, it really does matter. It matters not only, of course, for the men themselves, but for the women in their lives, for their children for our economy and for our politics in the end. And then to provide some solutions. Like here's, here's some stuff I think we can do in employment, in education, and in family life. I, I really did want it to be a, a solutions forward book because I, I do think there's quite a lot of lamentation about this problem and about problems in general and not enough solutions. And so I put on the table a whole bunch of things that, uh, that people, some people agree with, some people disagree with, but that's great because then at least we're having the solutions conversation and not just just the problem conversation. Well, I've lived your book, so let, 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 me, uh, let me say this other uh, question and uh, you can just roll on this one. How can a man feel like a quote-unquote man when he makes less money and maybe less educated than his wife or girlfriend? By expanding his definition of what it means to be a man, to fit with the reality of our society and our economy, including much greater gender and gender equality in terms of 
earnings and education. If we, and this is this is personal for a lot of us, sounds like it is for you, definitely is for me. You know, having had a having had a wife who was absolutely the breadwinner for many years in, in our family, uh, and I was the main carer for a long time. The question is like, do do you then become less of a man? Well, first of all, I think it's important to recognise that 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 we do need to still feel like a man, right? There's, there's just no way to wipe away that need. I think there are some people who just say, well, just give up on that whole idea altogether, right? We don't need masculinity. We don't need femininity. Maybe we don't even need men and women. Forget about that script. And honestly, that hasn't been my personal experience. I think we do need still need scripts and roles. But I would say, so expand it. What does that mean in practice? Well, it means still being a leader of one kind or another. But it could be a, it's a leader in your community, a leader in your church, a leader in your civic institutions. A leader in your family. So when I was a stay-at-home dad, I was I was on it. <laughs> like to think oh, I did a good job in terms of organizing play dates. I became a scout leader. I was on the school board. I did trips and stuff. Like I, I wasn't a traditional leader in the sense of like I wasn't high up in a corporation or anything. But I but I was still showing leadership within the community and I had agency and I took pride in what I was doing. I had clear sense of purpose. And I think that's really what women are looking for in men. They don't need them to have a certain number of digits on their paycheck. What they need is for them to be in it and on it. And I think that if you think about masculinity in that way and what it means to be purposeful and to lead and to be strong and to be a good role model and break out of the idea that, that can only be expressed through being the main breadwinner, then I think we're onto something. I have another podcast where I just to- totally, if you will, focus on the... Um the African-American experience, because I've been, been here all my life, far south side, I know that very well. But So I don't do that so much on this podcast, but you address it in your book, which is so cool. But uh, let me let me go bounce back, or bounce to, why you, why your book, one of the reasons why your book is so important. Uh, we have some men in our country who, who want to degrade our democracy so they can feel powerful. And you know what I'm going, you know what I'm going with that one. So how do younger, younger men, because some of these men, we're not going to be helped, because they're my age and older. Uh, they're beyond help, if you will, some of them, or maybe most of them. So how do younger men, younger men of all racial demographics and all that kind of stuff, how can they uh, not tie their self-worth to their net worth? And you addressed it in, in the answer earlier in this modern era because it's been it's been hard for me. <laughs> People like me, yep. especially in the African-American community, it's really hard. And for other communities, it's hard, too. So how do we do that? Like you said, don't don't tie your net, your self worth to your net worth, and you can still be a man, although the white may make twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars more than you. Yeah, well, I like the sound of your other podcast, Mark. Maybe you'll have me on that uh, as well, because I, I, as you say, I do talk specifically a bit about these experiences, particularly including for black men. And in some ways, black men are really pioneers in this space because it's been true for a long time that black women are more likely to be the breadwinner. Uh, black family has in some ways been ahead of other families in terms of having to having to find a new form, right? And I think what you draw out is that the central importance of fatherhood, right? Maybe potential fatherhood if you're not a father yet. Most men do become fathers. Most men want to become fathers. So the question of what kind of father are you going to be? And it's quite clear that dads matter, fathers matter, period, right? Regardless of their paycheck. That doesn't mean that they don't still have a responsibility to provide for their kids like their wives, but in different ways. And being in your kids' lives, being being the kind of man that you want your kids, and especially your sons, to look to and learn from, be taught by, is such an important thing. And I, I really fear that we have downgraded the importance of fatherhood and the 
role of fathers in kids' lives, which can be very different in today's world than it was, you know, my father's world. But I just the message I really want to get across to all young men is if you think you're ever going to be a father, then make sure you're going to be a good father. That means having your own act together. Right? It's not just about you. I think the danger is in this world where men don't seem as needed, especially economically, and you're right that these trends are much sharper in the black community. Like, well, so why you need who needs me? Right? There's a sense of not being needed, but your kids need you. They need you as much, if not more, than, uh, than ever. And so I, I really do want to kind of re-pedestalize fatherhood as an institution that's equal to but distinct from motherhood and really think about, look, you know, if you want to look yourself in the mirror and feel like you're doing, you're doing good, then what kind of dad are you? Or what kind of dad do you aspire to be? That's the question. Uh, you know, we had a slight delay. I didn't think you were going to call me today. So when you called, you just totally threw me off. I had a big old production. <laughs> but it was so cool. I'm so happy you called me because to talk to a working class person such as Mark Sims, or, you know, and that's why uh, I'm going to first thank you for being my guest on Just a Few Questions. And Richard Reeves, Richard V. Reeves, uh, I want to want you to close out the conversation because you took a few minutes to talk to a working class person like myself. And I think that people, working class people like myself don't read books from the Brookings Institution. So make your <laughs> final pitch on encouraging working class people like, like, uh, uh, like myself and other people of all different races and ethnic groups to go read this, your, go read your book. And, and I have your other book right here, another book, it's, it's an order, it's coming to me. Another one of my dream orders, I'm reading that right yeah. now. And so the point is that, tell us to read this type of book and have these discussions, Richard Reeves. Mm-hmm. Well, what I hope the book will do is it will really, it will speak to people's experience with, with data and with research, and I hope with a degree of kind of personal understanding too. I'm not going to claim to be in the same situation, Mark, as a working-class black man on the south side of Chicago. I'm an upper-middle-class white British guy that works at the Brookings Institution. So what do I bring? And what I think I bring, and I'm hearing this a lot from people, is like, yeah, yeah, this is how it feels. This is what's happening. I do see these trends around me. I'm not alone. And it's not my fault. It is my responsibility to live in this new world but if if men are finding it hard right now they're right to be finding it hard it is hard right now and what i think i bring with the book is some stories some interviews some of my own personal experience but also just some data and some trends and some solutions which says look this is a real thing you are not imagining it and and i and i want to in that sense help people to feel validated if they all feel like they're struggling without in any way feeling victimized. I think the problem of the current debate is that people end up having the line I come keep coming to on this is that there are too many pointing figures, pointing fingers rather, and not enough helping hands. And what I want people to feel is that this book is motivated from a place of helping, helping each other, helping ourselves, helping our brothers, helping our sisters, helping our uncles, helping our sons, helping our fathers helping and to recognize that many of them are in real trouble, really struggling, and just from basic human empathy, we do a much better job of not dismissing that. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.